Get your cup of joe ready. We have a lot to talk about. Hello and welcome back to Morning Cup of Joe podcast. Uh, today I have a treat for you. We've been on a bit of a roll now. and We've got a guest for the second week in a row. And uh, I'm super announced to, uh, what's the word? I'm super announced to introduce Jaime. Uh, if you, for those of you who don't know who Jaime is, he is an avid powerlifter and the manager at Empower Fitness. He's got a really good head on his shoulders. And honestly, uh, yeah, he, he does a lot of cool stuff. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you, Joe. Um, so I've been a manager of Empower Fitness now for about two years, and I've been lifting now for seven years and competing for close to four. So I just do a variety of things, and it's been it's been really good. I uh, I actually ended up not going to school. So after I graduated, one of the plans was to go to Dixie State. I ended up staying here and just working at the gym where, um, starting off, I didn't make very much money. I was just doing, you know, a, a partial schedule, making money where I could as a trainer and as a front desk employee. And I was I was pretty worried just because I didn't know where I was going to be ending up. But uh, I just stayed with it. I made sure that I didn't let anybody else dictate the way that I did things. And it, so far, it's been really good as, a, as a, you know, as I've gone. Um, I've been pretty successful through the gym. We've had two really successful gyms. Uh, the last couple of years have been really good for my powerlifting career, trying to get started up and be a world champion. So uh, let me l- let me uh, hear your highest total and the best you've done on all three lifts. I know you've competed. I mean, you've done a bodybuilding competition, and you've done, what, two or three powerlifting competitions? Uh, I'm on seven now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm way off. Sorry about that. It's okay. So... Um, I've competed in two different weight classes. My best gym total is a uh, seven seven ten kg total, so that comes out to about uh, pretty close to sixteen hundred pounds. My best squat is a five seventy. My best deadlift is a six twenty, and then my best bench is a four hundred five. And then in competition, which is way different, is a um, I've hit a 378, or no, what is it, 375 bench. I've squatted 551, and then I've deadlifted, I believe it's been 565 or 563, whatever that was. So, as you could say, you, you've been hitting some pretty big numbers, uh, pretty big accomplishment. And honestly, I've been really, really it's been really awesome to just see you in the process of everything. Uh, I know you've had, you, you surrounded yourself with some really great people. You know, the person you work for Jeff, uh, I've noticed, or, or you've told me he's been a pretty good mentor, right? Yeah. So I've actually had a lot of help from him. Um, as I was getting started as just a, a young manager, I'm actually the youngest manager that we've ever had at that gym. So most of them have averaged around like, you know, 30, 31 years old and they have some degrees and stuff. So I just got kind of tossed in that gauntlet. I didn't really have um, any experience besides just working there. And I kind of took it upon myself to just practice and do some schooling on my own time just to be the best manager that I could. And with that, he was able to help me a lot through both that career and also as, as an athlete. Um, he's, you know, he's talked me through a lot of the competitions that I've done. He has also been there for, um, for some of those moments. He's been a really, really big help 
for any negativity that I might have against myself. So um, I definitely, I definitely credit a lot of the success that I've had to him. And of course, I've worked for it all myself, but he's been a big part for that mental aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I talk about uh, on social media on this podcast, on the things I do, I always talk about the importance of an inner circle. And I've noticed, you know, when you're powerlifting, you get a certain group of guys like Tito, um, you know, you've got Jeff there in your corner as a mentor, and you've done a really good job, even though we are in a small town, of surrounding yourselves with really positive people, like-minded people. And I mean, you've set some pretty good goals, some pretty big goals. And I mean, every goal you've had so far that I've seen, you've surpassed with not, you know, flying colors. And uh, it's been really awesome just watching your success come along. And, uh, you know, I'm proud to call you one of my friends. I appreciate that. Likewise. Uh, Thank you. As far as other things, because one of the things I really admire about you is, you know, you power lift, you're in the gym, you're dedicated, uh, you're disciplined, you know, you're eating right, you're saving up money, you're doing all these things. But at the same time, you know how to have fun. You're all, it always seems like you're doing something. You travel a lot, you do a lot of hiking, camping, you know. What are some other things that kind of describe Jaime? So um, for a long time, I was never able to do a lot of the things that I do now. Um, of course, money is a big factor, but two, I just didn't have the experience or the tools to do that. And so because of that, I've taken it upon myself to just go out and, you know, you don't necessarily need a lot of expensive things. Um, I just, I started off with really basic things like, you know, uh, just a cheap Walmart backpack to go hiking or, you know, just like little cheap shoes just to go, um, hiking, things like that. Just, just little pieces to my gear and slowly accumulating. Like I started off with like, uh, I believe it was like a $90 bike and I've gradually improved into something like a Trek. So I, I'm an avid hiker. Um, I love hiking. I love mountain biking. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of like the, the lake. I love Lake Tahoe and paddle boarding. So, I mean, I really get myself out there and I do a lot of different things in that, in that aspect. So, I mean, whenever I'm not lifting or at the gym, I'm usually outside. I, so I have a similar interest in a lot of those things. I love being outside and I've noticed like, uh, I've never really called myself an outdoorsman, but I do notice like I'm constantly outside. I just, I love that connection. I love that serenity. Um, but I was going to say too, like I've seen, you know, the mindset you put in with, I mean, all sorts of things. Uh, you know, one of the things I've admired about you is when you get new things, I see you sell off the old stuff you don't use. Um, as well as, I mean, we, we went up to Oregon one time for a hike and, you know, like what I really admire too. And what I've been trying to do with myself as much as possible is, you know how to have fun uh, with the little things. Uh, we went up there and uh, the bait, long story short, we went up there. Uh, we drove, what was it, like 12 hours to Cannon Beach, Oregon? Yeah, it was, it was about 12 hours. We drove, um, you know, through the entire day and the afternoon. We got there at like 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. And the weather wasn't the best when we got there, but, I mean, made the best out of it. You know, it was a good time. We were able to see the ocean step in there, took some awesome photos. We went on some great hikes, slept in hammocks. It was honestly a really great time, and uh, we did all these great things for less than, what, $200 or less? Yeah, I believe the whole trip as a as a giant price tag was probably close to $200. Um, gas was probably the biggest thing. We, we really limited food. We had food packed up. Um, we didn't really purchase anything. I mean, I had gotten a couple things from there, but besides that, it was a really, really inexpensive trip and super simple. We didn't get a hotel. We just hammocked. We slept in a hammock. 
um which that was you know it was a little scary just because of all the spiders and stuff but it was a it was a good experience regardless so honestly i felt like i was a butterfly in a cocoon that was such a great experience you know waking up and super comfortable i was surprised how comfortable it was and then driving back i don't know how but uh we found my dog stella just on the side of the highway i don't even know how it was dusk it was you know she kind of blend in blended in but i think the headlights caught her eyes and we're like was that a dog remember that that was crazy yeah i didn't i thought that she was a coyote at first and we ended up picking her up and she was just this uh this puppy that had gone abandoned and fortunately you know she had gotten caught by us and not somebody who you know would have you know ran her over or just whatever but um it was really good to have caught her and you know make sure that she was okay and now she's she's uh my puppy and it's been amazing but we digress a little bit so we we started talking about your startup story was there anything else you wanted to add into that um not necessarily i just spent a lot of time you know making sure that i i stayed on my course um the, the biggest thing that a lot of people do is that they fall off that wagon, and once they fall off, they completely fall off, meaning that, um, you know, they'll have a goal in mind, and once they have that, they tend to stick to it partially, but then once they, you know, leave that, they just don't ever come back to it. That kind of all-or-nothing mentality, right? Exactly, and, and to be honest, you know, I have that mentality as well. Um, I can honestly say that I've fallen off the wagon many times, so, and it's been very, very, very difficult to start back up. That's one thing I struggle with all the time. Like I used to struggle with it super heavy. Like I was an all or nothing person. I was all in or all out. Like I'd go to the gym for two, three, four weeks at a time. And then I'd take two weeks off. And uh, when I was off, I was binge eating. I was not sleeping well. So I, I'm very familiar with that. And so my biggest thing has been trying to find a nice balance between everything. And even if I do fall off, if I eat bad, you know, learning not to hate myself, but to make the best out of that situation. Yeah, and, and honestly, the best thing to do is, um, you know, it's okay to take a break. And a lot of people, they're not okay with that. They think that if you take a break, it's the end of the world and you're not able to start back up. But I've learned that sometimes taking that break is the best thing for you, both mentally and physically. It allows you to come back stronger and um, just to kind of reassess yourself and see where you're at with everything. It allows you to um, to just feel a lot better about, you know, where you're at. And you have a lot more respect for that position that you're in. I feel like a lot of people don't, they don't respect that um, up and down trajectory. You know, they want it to always be upwards. I feel that 100%. I mean, it's hard because, I mean, everybody always talks about how things aren't linear, but you want it to be ideally. Um, But I mean, you're talking about a break right now, but I kind of want to say like the one thing I've constantly seen you do is work, uh, you know, I'll see you at the gym all the time. And then if you're not working at the front desk of the gym, you're working out at the gym. If you're not doing that sort of work, I know it's kind of vacation, but uh, even then I see you traveling or hiking or you just got a new puppy or, I mean, even even the things that you work hard at, uh, you, you find a way to have fun with it. I really respect that. Uh, there's a lot of things, you know, but, um, you know, what are some pieces of advice you'd give with people and working? Because, I mean, let's be honest. Just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to be successful. You have to be kind of smart with it, right? Wouldn't you agree? I agree. And and to be honest with you, I think that a lot of people have a mentality that um, money comes first. And I definitely don't view it like that. And I've never viewed it like that. And I never will. I've always focused on enjoying where I'm at and understanding that where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be at. And I know that sounds super cliche to say, but um, that's where I found the most success is just by being patient and understanding that whether I have a dollar in my bank account or $5,000 in my bank account, 
I can still go out and enjoy all the things that I do because it's not about the money that you have. It's just about, um, you know, having a good time with what you have, whether it be, you know, a two mile hike with no materials or a two mile hike with all the materials. You can enjoy it either way. So what are some pieces of advice you would give people in terms of, I mean, obviously you've been very fortunate in the situation you're in. I'm not saying like, like I, I do want to be very clear. You have worked for that position. You've done a lot of things and you, you've caught, uh, I don't want to say you've caught some lucky breaks, but like things have worked out for you uh, in the sense that when you started working at that gym, you had a great mentor. Um, so what advice would you give people that are trying to figure out what they want to do, uh, what, what their life ha- has in store for them, uh, just kind of stuff like that. So, um, you know, like you said, I've been very fortunate to have both good mentors but really supportive people in my life. And the biggest thing is that, you know, a lot of people, whenever they start, you know, following some kind of goal or whatever, it's it's very important to not treat the people around you like a bum. You know, you have to respect the people who support you because they're, they're there to support you. And at the end of the day, without them, it's very difficult to move forward. And so you have to respect the people that are around you, whether it's friends or family or, you know, coworkers, whatever the case may be. Um, the other part too, is that you have to be very appreciative of what you have. And even if you don't have, you know, much money or you don't have much, much success in the things that you're doing, you just have to try to keep moving forward. And regardless of where you're at, you just have to try to make sure that you are, um, patient. I think that's where a lot of people aren't, um, you know, they're not very, I don't know what the word would be. They're just not patient. You know, they're wanting to always go up and up and up and they don't. And instead of being patient and staying it, it goes in kind of a circle. So what it is, is, um, it's kind of a pyramid. What happens is that they'll start, right? So they'll have a goal in mind. They will have this goal. And once they start, they'll make very, very small progress at the beginning they'll see that progress stop, um, you know, after two to three weeks of doing it. And then after that, they'll just completely stop and then they'll start back over. And it's always a a process of starting over instead of just continuously going, regardless of where that progress is at. And with work, a lot of people who work in, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's, um, you know, in a gym or, you know, in your case, you work at GNC. And a lot of people just don't, they don't understand that it's okay to be wherever you're at in, the, in a job situation. They think that you have to have a degree or that you have to have, um, you know, fancy schooling and things like that. You can be very successful without those things. I agree. Honestly, uh, we all hit different parts in our life and I honestly love my job at GNC because I am able to help people out. My favorite thing is when someone comes in there and they have no idea what to get for their goals or they kind of have half-assed goals and I'm able to talk to them and help them set bigger and better goals. Like instead of just losing weight, well, why not build like a healthier, happier lifestyle? Because I've noticed a lot of people, especially around here, um, 80% of the people I've met, uh, and before I go that route, I want to say I noticed that like a lot of the people you hang out with tend not to be your age. They tend to be a little older. And uh, I, I kind of go as far as to say that you, you've, uh, you're you definitely way wiser. Uh, maybe wiser is not the, the, the exact word I'm looking for. But you've got a better head on your shoulders than, what are you, 21? Yeah, I'm 21. So a better head on your shoulders than almost every 20-year-old, uh, 21-year-old I know, uh, while everybody else is out focused on partying and drinking and hanging out with their friends and buying all these things and doing all these things to impress other people and not themselves, 
uh, you've been grinding, you've been working, you've been powerlifting. And uh, yeah, I've just noticed that you really haven't taken much for granted. And I've really appreciated that. So what, what, what do you think you kind of, uh, let's see, what do you credit that to? Like what, what, what kind of got that started? What in your life, what led to you kind of realizing that, Hey, living my life and being happy is more important than impressing other people. Like what advice could you give other people to avoid that and the partying and stuff like that and kind of start working toward working on themselves? Well, I used to let people dictate the decisions that I made. Um, I could say that it started even back far when I was in high school. And I know that it's a very, um, you know, beginner story of when I was in high school, but, uh, I had a, I had a coach who, he was my weights coach at the time. And he would always tell me that, um, you know, I was a meathead that lifting weights wasn't important because he's very, you know, sport oriented, which is fine. And to be honest with you, I didn't really care much for sports. I just wanted to lift weights. That was where I was interested in. That's what I enjoyed. And I, I let a lot of people dictate the decisions that I made. So I let them, you know, talk me out of liking uh, weights and like sports. I let people tell me that it wasn't okay to, um, to work at a gym and that I should go to school. I just had a lot of people tell me what I didn't want to hear. And for a long time, I felt like that was the right thing. I felt like what they were telling me was right. And I think after, after a while of continuously hearing those things, I realized that the decisions that I make are fine and the decisions that I make are good for myself and I make them for a reason. And I think that, um, not letting people dictate my decisions has been the biggest factor for me, uh, both, you know, having some success, success, and also to having, um, more happiness. You know, if you don't let people make all of your decisions for you, you tend to be a lot happier just because you're not focused on what they think, you know, you're worried about what you think. And a lot of people also, too, don't realize that, um, you know, they, they might see you very happy. They might see you having maybe materialistic things or money, whatever the case may be. And they think that everything is very great. But in fact, you know, a lot of people who have those things struggle a lot when it comes to both being an athlete or being in a higher position or whatever the case may be. But it's it's good to have, you know, a head on my shoulders where I know that the decisions that I make are because I make them and not anybody else makes them for me, you know? Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I want to say that a lot of people take too many people's advice. Honestly, one of the things that helped me is I realized pretty soon everybody thinks that what they're doing is the right thing, right? Everybody thinks that they've got that secret key and it kind of comes down to if someone's not where you want to be, right? Uh, you have to kind of be very mindful with the advice that you take from them, right? Obviously, if somebody's doing CrossFit, you're not going to take powerlifting advice from somebody that's doing CrossFit, right? Uh, you're not going to take right. car buying advice from somebody that doesn't even have a car. You're not going to take financial advice from someone that went bankrupt. Uh, un- you know, if, if someone's not where you want to be, kind of be really mindful with the things that you take and don't take from them. And uh, I also want to say after that, before we get into the next topic, that you can also learn, you, you can learn from everybody. You take the good from the good people, right? And even if somebody doesn't have uh, the advice that you want, right? You can learn a lot from people that are doing things wrong. You, you kind of learn what not to do with that. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you know, obviously all the stuff that you do takes a lot of dedication, you know, a lot of patience, um, you know, and I, I kind of want to go over 
how you built that dedication, how you stayed patient. And I mean, obviously with those things too, you see these high numbers and at the gym, you see you in a management position, all these really great things. Uh, you see the social media, like if you look at your social media, there's so many good things. I mean, every time I see it, you, you're, you're getting a new puppy. Uh, you, you've got things going with your girlfriend. You've got a new car. You know, there's a lot of positive things and it'd be very easy to, it'd be very easy for people to just see the good and not realize that, you know, amongst all those good things that are happening, there is also bad. So let's kind of cover the dedication aspect and, uh, kind of, you know, people kind of the good mix of the bad too. Well, I guess it kind of depends on, um, on where everyone's goals are at. Um, for myself personally, I personally got a lot of my work or I guess, um, just a lot of my, uh, my drive from wrestling. I wrestled for a long time and I learned that quitting isn't an option. And even if I have things go wrong or if I struggle in a lot of aspects, I just always tell myself that there could always be worse situations. Um, and I always, always think about that. And I know a lot of people aren't, but I'm religious and I credit a lot of the things that I have, you know, because of God. And I'm very, very thankful for the things that I have. And with dedication, um, a lot of people don't understand that it's an upward trajectory of just, you know, following, following yourself and being proud of yourself. But also to understanding that if you make mistakes, it's okay. Um, you know, like in an example, whenever you come up to me and talk to me about falling off the wagon with your nutrition, uh, you, you, you're definitely very hard on yourself and a lot of people are, but it's always okay to make mistakes and it's okay to go backwards a little bit because that's, that's the thing that makes you realize that you don't want to go backwards anymore is when you continuously make mistakes and by making more mistakes, it allows you to become more successful and more disciplined by understanding that you've made those mistakes already and that you don't want to go back to that same spot. Long term, I definitely see that now uh, looking back, especially since I first got here a little over a year ago. Um, but you're right. I think one of the things that happened for me, one of the things I struggled with personally is, I mean, I went from traveling around everywhere, doing everything that I loved, right, as a videographer, as a photographer, as a creator. Um, I learned all these new skills. I was able to meet all these great people. I had mentors. I, I had a really great inner circle. I had a lot of positive things going for me, right? And I was always on the move, so that made it a little easier, right? It's so easy to be creative. It's so easy to do cool things, and it's so easy to live that highlight real life on Instagram when, I mean, I lived in six states in a year and a half, uh, not to flex, or anything, but you know, that, that happened. I lived in a lot of cool places that people, you know, want to visit or want to go to. I was able to do a lot of cool things that, I mean, honestly blew my mind while I was doing them. And, you know, it's, it's so, it's so tough to look back at that and go coming back to this small town. And I, I kind of correlate, you know, the, or not correlate, I kind of look back and I compare, especially now, like uh, I'm very hard on myself because I feel like I need to be, I feel like I need to set a new standard. Like I went from that to kind of sitting around idle. I'm not doing as much. And, uh, I mean, for me, that was, that was one of the big things I struggled with was, you know, uh, I don't want to live in the past. And every year I look at kind of new years and everything like that is, as a, a way to, what is it? Evolve into a better person. And, uh, yeah, like, like, like I said, that was, that was one of my big struggles. Uh, what about you? Uh, I know we talked a little bit about the uh, good during the bad, but what, what what's one of those things that you kind of struggle with? I think that um, for me, it's that a lot of people have very high expectations of me. 
And um, sometimes it's very difficult to not live up to those expectations just because I know that everybody wants to see that success and it's just not always there. And for me personally, you know, I can I can relate it to a lot of different aspects in my life, but people have always come up to me and, and told me that they're very proud of me. And that just makes me feel like I have to hold myself to a very high standard. And so I always try to hold myself to the highest standard possible. And sometimes it just doesn't work out, you know, and whenever I don't get that number one spot or I don't place or whatever the case may be, um, I'm very, very hard on myself. And I mean, you can ask a lot of the people that are very close with me. I don't give myself any credit. And for me, that's probably the hardest thing is not giving myself any credit. I mean, I respect that. And for what it's worth, I think that, man, obviously proud but never satisfied. Don't settle for less. You know, all that stuff, uh, cliche, whatever. But, man, you're doing a hell of a job. You're killing it. You're, you're killing it. And honestly, I think you're setting an amazing example for the people, uh, your peers, uh, the people that are coming up after you, and even the people that, are, that came before you. Uh, you know, those people that walk into the gyms, maybe people at the mines, maybe just, just anybody in general. I think you're setting a really good example. Uh, and honestly, one thing I really like uh, about, you know, the gym you manage, Empower Fitness, honestly, before I get on that, I want to say that gym is one of the reasons I stayed back in, in this small town instead of moving on and doing something else. Uh, I mean, there's a a few different reasons, but I really do love that gym. I love the atmosphere. And one of my favorite things and the things I love to tell people that come into GNC is the fact that, I mean, one of your employees, Taylor, Taylor Hansen, right? Uh, I don't know if it's okay if I talk about her, but, uh, I went to high school with her. She was in one of my classes. I remember she was very shy. She kept to herself. Um, she kind of had her, her group of friends but didn't really associate with people outside of that, right? And she kind of had that mindset like, I don't know what I want to do with myself. Like, it would be nice to do these things. And uh, I saw her work at the gym, and then every time I walk in there, I'm greeted with a smile. Um, you know, how's my day? And we have a really nice conversation. Not only that, but watching her get involved in the gym and not only have that happen with her, but almost every employee that works there has, I mean, that honestly blows my mind. And I think that's a very amazing thing, especially for this community and for those people that, you know, they're kind of floating around right now. I think that's, I mean, especially for a gym, right? A lot of the front desk people you see, don't look like they work out. A lot of them, um, you know, aren't the nicest people. But at Empower, it's it's amazing, and and I appreciate that. Um, I think that one of the biggest the biggest things that we try to focus on there is letting everybody do their own thing, but still building up to that final end goal of being successful in their own way. You know, whether it's with lifting weights or money or just being able to talk to somebody when you've never been able to do so. All those little things have an effect on everybody and it allows people to become more successful by using those people as an example. Um, Every single person that we have inside of that gym that works for me has come very, very far. And uh, I'll even use my own girlfriend as an example. Um, she She had gone through a lot of different things in her life, you know, bouncing from school and just different hobbies, things like that. Very, very, um, you know, very important that she was always doing one specific thing that she had in mind. And over the course of the, you know, almost the last year, she's become very successful just by working hard and understanding that, you know, the, the things that I always try to input on her, which are it's okay to be in a certain spot or it's okay to 
not be successful in that moment because all those things always come up. Honestly, you guys are relationship goals. Every time I see your story or your posts, I, I, I love it. It really, uh, it, it kind of, I'm trying to learn how to be more like that in my relationships, you know, whether it's with my girlfriend or my mom or, you know, anything like that. I think it's honestly truly amazing. And uh, um, one thing I really like too, and I'll, I'll move into our last and final topic, but I want to say that one thing I really respect about you guys in that gym as well is, I mean, managers could very easily you know set their own shifts and give themselves the later hours or whatever else but i see you in brooklyn there at 5 a.m i see you in brooklyn wiping down equipment i see you in brooklyn doing the exact same things that all the employers are doing you don't hold anybody higher or lower and i I really respect that and uh that kind of goes with you know not only keeping yourself accountable uh, or keeping each other accountable but also keeping the other people accountable uh do you want to talk about that a little bit yeah, so I feel like a lot of people, when they get into an, an upper position or whatever you want to call it, manager, boss, whatever, um, they tend to feel like they're above everybody, and that makes them think that they don't have to do things. And for myself personally, you'll always see me on there with either you know a broom or a mop. Um, you know, I spent the last two months painting alongside some of my other coworkers. And I didn't, I didn't treat myself as a better person. I didn't make myself any special, any more special. Um, with me being a boss, of course, I have certain things that I have to be in charge of. But I always try to set that front line and be a leader, not a boss. And I'm, I've always been a very big fan of the people who do all the things that they make their employees do. Um, I, I'm not a very big fan of people who just boss people around, tell them what to do, but will never do that themselves. Because that just makes a very lazy boss and it doesn't create a good relationship in the workplace or in life. Did you ever play that game growing up in like high school where, you know, the teacher gave like five students like power over other students just to see what they would do with it? I forgot what that game's called. Um, but a lot of the times it's like that. They 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 feel entitled. They feel like they paid their dues and they don't have to they're above that now. They don't have to mop a floor. If you tell a boss at like a hotel to clean one of the uh the rooms they're gonna they're gonna look at you like you just kicked their dog right obviously there's no no one kicking any dogs here but i'm, I'm just saying to uh kind of go into that uh extreme to make make a point i just i just want to say that but what, what do you think about that i definitely agree with that and i think that it's wrong um i think that as a as a boss or being in an upper position you should always be the very first person doing the things and you know, like you said, we're there at 5 a.m. Like I could be there, I could be there at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. and sleep in. I could be there two or three days a week. I make my own schedule. I make my own hours, and I do, um, I do what I think is right. But I could be doing the things that you know are easy. I could be sleeping in every day. I could be, you know, just sitting in my office, just watching YouTube videos. In reality, or in retrospect, I have. Um, a lot of leniency if I choose to, but I try to hold myself accountable because by holding myself accountable, everybody else is accountable as well. And everybody tends to work harder. Um, the the way that I see it is that if you set that example at the first line, everybody else follows that as well. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're cleaning the bathrooms, right, employees are going to do it too without even questioning. And, you know, we can get into that, all, all that stuff, but that's a whole nother podcast episode. I do want to ask, uh, 
Do you think that 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 kind of attitude, that kind of behavior equates to the fact that 70% or so businesses, you know, fail within the first two years? Do you think, do you think that has any correlation with that? I agree with that. Um, I, and I do think that, um, myself personally, having my boss, Jeff, as, as a mentor, he's taught me a lot of things and, um, he has a very different mentality than most people that I've ever met as, uh, as a boss or a business owner. He definitely is very frugal with the things that he does and his decision making is, is always for a certain reason. He doesn't blindly, you know, make decisions, which is a big thing. The, the biggest thing that I've noticed from him is that, you know, just like I said, he's always the first person to mop things or fix things. And in the three years that I've spent there, when there wasn't another person to do the things that I do now, like fix things, he was always there to do those things. And that's part of the reason that I feel um, his business is successful because people see those things. And as a member or as a, an employee, when you see those things, you just have more respect for both the business and the business owner. Absolutely. I mean, I walked in there one time, I saw him fixing, like he bought the parts on Amazon kind of a thing, fixing one of the treadmills of the bikes while I'm working out. And I was able to say hi to him and stuff. And uh, I think that's one of the big reasons why he's such a big figure in the community here. Uh, why so many people respect him and follow him on like social media. And I mean, while he was fixing that thing, uh, he had to kind of balance, you know, work with saying hi to about 15 people that try to stop him. Uh, so I think that's kind of funny. And I will ask, do you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Like in, in the realm of keeping accountable or, um, not that I can think of unless you have another question. No, I think that's it. Uh, so, Honestly, I think that was a really solid podcast. Uh, thank you so much. This this was, uh, like I said, this was an amazing podcast. You said some amazing things. I agree with a lot of it. And uh, honestly, I think a lot of people can benefit from that. You have anything else to add? That's it. Thank you for having me, Joe. Oh, dude, this, is, this has been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure. And uh, there you have it. There goes another episode of Morning Cup of Joe. Uh, and I, I guess I'll see you guys next time. Have a great night.